Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hey everyone, so before we get into this episode, I just wanted to hop on here really quickly, and I do mean really quickly because I have a great episode with Emily Hanks of She Speaks Bravo coming up, but I know that I have some listeners in Canada, and I just wanted to put it out there that if you are from Canada and you remember the show, Instant Star, I need you to message me because I need to figure out how we can band together and get this show rebooted. Y'all know I love my reality TV, but I love scripted TV just as much. And I recently binged all of Instant Star seasons one through four, and I forgot about the cliffhanger that it ended on. So if anybody out there knows how we can band together and get Instant Star rebooted to like get a movie or something so that we can just get some closure, that would be great. Head on into my DMs on Instagram. Now, enjoy the show with Emily. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Y'all already know I am Zell, and this week I am joined by one of the other most nuanced people when it comes to Bra- uh, or Bravo Bravo uh, watching, Emily Hanks. Hi. I, don't, I think this is the first time I'm seeing your, your fabulous neon uh, sign oh, back the background. There? Oh, yeah, I, I love it. it. I love it. Um, thank you. So, Emily... We have a lot to discuss in so little time because I really I think we could, especially us two, could be here for like <laughs> three hours discussing. My fucking mic. How did you oh. not tell me my mic was not even next to my? Did I you hear me? I could hear you playing in like playing I'm clear. loud as hell. Yeah, same. I'm so loud. I'm so, <laughs> I'm loud. so loud. That's so funny. I didn't realize it, but now that you brought it down, now to that you, I you're like, oh, now tell. I can hear you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So let's just get into it. First things first, let's talk Summer House because, okay. first of all, I feel like me and you are like the only two hanging on. To actually- I know people are dropping oh, like flies. So- They're dropping like flies, I and tell you. I don't blame them because it's not fun anymore. Yep. And not only is it not fun, there's almost no reason for this stuff to be going on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, I really cannot get with how everything is going down between Danielle and Lindsay, but especially like how it's being communicated. Yeah. Um, I, it, there's, I have my theories of what I think is really going on and it's so much deeper than, you know, oh, Danielle's projecting, Danielle's unhappy, Danielle's jealous, da, da, because I really don't think that I don't like to use the jealousy term. I definitely see where people can get to that. I'm not, you know, dense, but yeah, exactly. I just, and I told you before the season started, I said, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be what we think it is. And you were like, Hmm, why so? So I would just want to say after this week, especially, and then after seeing Danielle's online presence, and I'm sure people are in your comments and people are saying a lot of things or I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. I feel like Danielle really got a battery put in her back last year after the fight with Sierra and then how she came to Lindsay afterwards and, you know, kind of checked her. And in the history of Summer House, all seven seasons, six seasons, seven seasons, we've never really gotten that much Danielle. 
Like she has never been in the forefront that much. And I think it kind of, you know, gave her a sense of like, okay, the fans really do like love me. And in a way it kind of made her be like, oh, I can come in here. And I think that Danielle loves to be the one to keep people in check. We all know those people. And Mm -hmm. I especially think that she likes to be the one to keep Lindsay Hubbard in check. I think mm-hmm. I think she likes to be the sensible one in the friendship. And for me, I'm like, friendships are ever changing. There's one time when I'm going to be the one like that's calm, cool, collected with the most sense. And there may be another time when my my best friend is like, there's no roles. There's no roles. But I feel like because of the TV show, um, everything is amplified because of the audience. Now we have are seeing this version of Danielle that we've never seen before. That's so interesting you say this because I recorded with um, Morgan. The she does Morgan's pop talks. Pop talks. She's mm-hmm. Morgan, okay, so she's she said I had never even put that in my head about this concept with Danielle. But she's like, I think I think Danielle kind of really wants to be famous, mm-hmm. and I was like, I didn't even clock that. And it's sort of what, in a way, what you're saying, kind of like she got a little. I don't want to say. Con- high on the attention she got from being that girl the one Mm -hmm. that she got popular she got popular for 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 her role on last season but it is sort of tracking because she's come into this season with a whole new set of confidence she we for the first time see her in the house her first weekend without Lindsay and carl Mm -hmm. and we get to see her thriving and we loved it i loved it i was like oh finally we get to see like literally without her her sidekick and uh i i have to kind of re re skew my my lens a bit because i just haven't even looked at her like that she's always to be read like the nerd Mm -hmm. like the little star wars nerd Mm -hmm. the tech nerd but give that nerd a taste of a little attention and it kind of makes sense that they want more of it. I and think I, I have to kind of re review it. And like, listen, as somebody who's, I have no shame of saying, yes, I'm a fan of Lindsay. I like her. Um, I also like when all of the, I don't like when there's this divisiveness because you and I spoke about it a little bit in DMs. Like when I was pulling receipts and stuff, I went back to season four and I went back and, you know, and looked at a few things and I was like, there was never anything that definitively happened to make these women really disdain Lindsay like this. And it's funny because there's an article now that was written by a publication, I can't remember who, but they said, I think it came out today and it said like, what is everybody's issue with Lindsay? Because it's not- the Daily Beast? I think it might've been the I, Daily I, Beast. Yep, I saw, yeah, someone yeah. said it to me. Because I've, I said it to you and I've spoken about it other times. Like, yeah, Lindsay is, she's not free of fault at all, but we've been watching these people for seven years. Nobody is. They've all done things that we are like, okay, that was shitty. That's why we watch this show. But to keep throwing Lindsay under the bus with the narrative of like, she sucks and acting, like, I feel like there's kind of a rewriting of history going on between um, some of the cast and the viewers as well, because season four, when I was in season four, looking for those Jules receipts, I mean, Paige and Lindsay were like sitting on each other's laps and laughing together. And then, yeah, two episodes later, there would be like an argument and stuff, but then they would come back together and everything was fine. It's like, no, they may not have been the closest, but they could still have conversations. Same thing Girl. with Amanda. Same thing. Like, I am so freaking 
lost and just irritated. <laughs> I irritated. Had the same. It's so funny you say like whenever I rewatch and see like the times that Paige sits on Lindsay's lap, I do the yeah. same thing. I'm like, see, I don't yeah. get it. There's also a moment too. Um, I don't remember what season it is. It's Paige is like drunk and she rarely gets like drunk. Mm -hmm. It's the season where Hannah is being extra annoying and they're like, the finally, Paige. I think that's, but they go on a boat. How did they go on a boat? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be the COVID season. But when they come back, they're like all excited because Paige is drunk and Lindsay goes and grabs Paige from the hot tub, mm -hmm. puts her arm around. She's like, put your arm around me and carries her like a baby up mm -hmm. the stairs so that she can get changed. I think of that all the time. Yeah, there are, there are times. And even at the end of last season, when Paige goes up to Lindsay at the prom thing and she's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, we're just trying the best we can. Like, I really do love you. Da 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 da. I'm like, am yeah. I in the fucking twilight zone? Yeah. Like, am I in the twilight zone? And I found it interesting that Lindsay, I really feel like Lindsay is not trying to rock the boat with Danielle. She also told her during that conversation, um, after the party, she said in her Lindsay way, she goes, well, I'm in the therapy and I'm trying, uh, yeah. Danielle. I'm trying to do the therapy. Yeah. She was like, I'm trying to do the therapy. And the other thing that she said that almost that, like broke my heart was Danielle said, like, I feel like I'm losing you. And Lindsay tells her, you're never going to lose me, Danielle. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I really do think that Lindsay meant that mm -hmm. I have observed both of them just online. Obviously, I don't know these people. I really felt like a sadness come through on Lindsay's stories. The day the Summer House trailer dropped was the same day she was going to look at wedding dresses and Danielle was not there. Yeah. And the trailer just dropped. And I felt like, I don't, I don't know, it was just a weird energy I picked up from her. And maybe it's because I dealt with something similar when it came to my wedding, you know, you guys know if you've listened to me for a while, I had to kick one of my maids of honor out of my wedding. We had been best friends for a very long time, very tumultuous relationship, but it it was not a de decision that came easy. I think that if everybody would have listened to each other, me included more and been more honest in a productive way, then we wouldn't have gotten there, but we did. And it hurts me because that's what I see with Lindsay and Danielle. However, a lot of the stuff that Danielle is conveying, it's like, baby, we don't, do we need to do this? Like, do we need to? And like, to my point of Danielle, like wanting to be, when it really clicked for me was like, oh, this is for TV was when they were at that girl's night dinner and Lindsay is talking your best friend is sitting right next to you talking and Danielle's making all these faces off to the side. She's like, yeah. that." And I said, first of all, you're trying to get a reaction. Like you're trying to make sure you can get memed. You're doing that for TV. Oh. And you're doing that to your two things. You're doing that for TV and you're doing that so that the other girls laugh, which yeah, that's, was like, he was I playing to them. Like if my, if I was talking and my best friend was sitting there, and this is a conversation my best friend brought up. My best friend is sitting there making those faces. I literally would be like, what is Bitch, wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I, you got I something would. to say? I, I would. I would be like, what is wrong with you? I just, I, I can't believe it. Like, I really can't believe that this is what we're getting at. This is where we're going. Like, 
it's just so, and she, you know, she's online. I saw she was like, the haters are going to love this one. Counting down the days to our reunion. I'm like, Danielle, calm down. Wait, what did she put that? Was it in her story? She put it on her story Monday. Oh. Yeah. She was like, and it was like the devil. About the the episode? Yeah. She was like, Summer House tonight, haters will love, or haters are going wild in my comments. Counting down the days till till the reunion. I was like, yeah. So have you, I, so I went and checked her comments. Like you already said, obviously people go into her comments and aren't the most sensitive. So she's a little hyper defensive. Yeah. I get that. I hate my comment section a lot of the time, oh, God. but her responses mm-hmm. are not, they're worrying me. Like the one, the, a lot of them are saying things like you will soon see like as if something else is coming. But my fear is what we're already seeing has been like, but that's not been bad. So if you think that what we've already seen is like a thing, it's already, it's just, I wish there was someone there to tell her as of like right now, up until like at that girl's night dinner, I wish someone had been like, I don't think she knows exactly what it is you need from her because right. Like tonight, what happened is it just sounded like you were making fun of her. Yeah. And like, Instead, she gets Paige and Amanda being like, we get to see the real you now. I'm like, no, that's not the real personality of someone when they just don't like the same person as you. And let's let's dissect that a little bit. Paige saying, I get to see the real you, blah, blah, blah. While also saying, we never get to see the real Danielle. I've never seen the real Danielle. So what is it? Do you actually know? If I don't know the real somebody, then I'm not going to say, oh, this is the real you. And like, I will never forget before the season as well, Paige was featured on Craig and Austin's little pillow talk thingy. It was a live show and she was asked about it. And she was like, everything I've ever said comes true this summer. And I'm like, Paige, uh everything you've ever said is that Lindsay sucks. She's reactionary. She's aggressive. She's not doing any of that. And that she's what, maybe a bad friend. I haven't seen bad friend behavior. And the thing that's irritating me with the, oh, we'll see, is like every action gets a reaction. Lindsay hasn't given you any reactions yet. Like, I'm still confused. What is What has she done that proves anything? And if you're trying to be like, what, because Dan- that moment where she's like, what Danielle said last night proves what we've been saying. Yeah. Lindsay's the common denominator. I'm like, I don't think that proved what you think it proved it doesn't prove anything and then Paige and craig at the end of the table being all like that's fucking different i said i know Paige. i know that that's your boyfriend but like please please you're you're acting like him on southern charm you're acting like him and it's not received well all the time Mm -mm. like it's just it's so upsetting at this point if Lindsay pops off on danielle which that was my other thing we have not seen a snippet or a scene of Lindsay activated and you know damn well if the producers had totally. it totally they would have shown it to us I saw her yelling at Carl great but, point but if there was some like smoking gun of like Lindsay with a fucking vein bulging through her neck I feel like we would have seen it good point I don't know I don't know but I just feel like like it we people would people love to hate Lindsay Mm, people love to hate Lindsay you know what I mean and that and she is probably one of the only ones that handles it well because that's my other thing and I think that's why the her other cast members because like Paige you can tell and Amanda for that matter they cannot they don't bode well with getting any type of like 
mean girl edit pushback I feel like they're seething right now they're like the fuck like people don't like da 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 because we're we're just not seeing it you've all had conversations with Lindsay claiming to move on like you Paige you told us you called her text her whatever before the season said I'm ready to move on any problem I've ever had with you is over Amanda and her went out to lunch said let's just move on have a good summer and then you're in your confessionals and in your and even in the house even in the house saying these things that kind of show the opposite yep that you're not wanting to move on no but y'all claim she did it was really mean actually at that lunch she She had like her attitude was like okay i've been around like okay i get that you're i get that you're trying they're trying to paint it so that Lindsay, because Paige's thing is that Lindsay waits till the cameras go up Mm -hmm. and and puts on a show like doesn't doesn't portray her real self but do you guys Thank you. You all, everybody on reality TV does to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, everybody, we don't see everything you guys do. And Craig is one of the worst offenders of that for the record. I know for a fact, because I know people who've worked with him on shows who, who are like, Craig is the number one for waiting till the cameras go down to do all the shit. And then cameras go up and it's like a different person. Mm-hmm. But they all on Southern Charm keep each other's secrets because it's like the South so, and it's even mm-hmm. worse than any other show. Mm-hmm. And so for Craig to say Lindsay does it, it's like the pot calling the kettle black of the worst kind. Yeah. And that's what everybody does it to a certain extent. Dude. And it's like, so what? Somebody in my comments suggested that Amanda has never got really gotten over Lindsay claiming that or bringing Kyle cheating onto the show. And here's what I have to say about that. I wouldn't be happy about it either. However, we're more mad at Lindsay for bringing it on the show all these years later <laughs> than your actual husband who now husband who cheated on you. Yeah. And also when people try to say that Lindsay gets some sort of like favorable edit or whatever, I'm like, she does not. Lindsay doesn't guys. Lindsay people say the rudest things about her online. And also, um, Lindsay's had a rough go of it. Like, Lindsay's been dumped on camera, cheated on. Like, she looks crazy. Like, she's always having meltdowns. She's in no way given a favorable edit. They show, And if they want to say there's even worse stuff, I'm sure there's even worse stuff with you guys. Exactly. That, And that's my point. I'm, when people are like, Lindsay's, uh, they, she gets a favorable edit. No, the person who gets a favorable edit is Amanda and caught Amanda. And by yeah, I'm sure. Kyle. Yeah. And by proxy page to a certain extent, because I I've heard things. I don't know anything for a fact, but I've heard things um, about her, like being a producer favorite. But my thing is like, we have some of the most embarrassing pictures of Lindsay Hubbard. There are, there have been so many things that have happened to Lindsay, whether she calls them or not on this show that I personally probably would not come back. I, right. I would be like, I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. I can't. She handles it very Dude, well. And I find right. it so like bizarre that everyone wants to like lie on this. Like, oh, we're all self-aware. We're all this. Like we're all, we have empathy for people. But when it comes <laughs> to Lindsay, there's no empathy there because the one thing that is always like, I remember about Lindsay and I'm not saying it's an excuse for any behavior she's had, but when it comes to the girl's girl thing, Lindsay is a young, is a woman who was abandoned by her mom. She and she only has a brother and a dad. Yes, she has has Aunt Rhonda, but th- that's not her mom. Like that's not her mom. I maybe it's because I have a friend that has a similar story to Lindsay that that can manifest itself into 
a lot of different things. I don't necessarily yeah. see Lindsay as some anti-girls girl thing, but like, because like my friend who doesn't have a relationship with her mom, she says all the time, she's like, I'm not a girl's girl. I'm not a girl's girl. I'm like, bitch, you are undeniably like a ride or die. She is oh. one of the best friends I've ever, ever fucking had in my life. Like she definition of like, if you go down, I'm going down too. Like solid where it's not, it's not that it's a trust thing. It's, it's a putting uh. trust into women, um, immediately in 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 general i see it in general with Lindsay putting trust into people but putting trust into you know other women immediately it is something that can manifest itself in in a bad way it's sad we can't help that and i find it interesting me and chai omari talk about this all the time like when a girl has or a woman has daddy issues it's kind of like oh well, she's got daddy issues it's fine da 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 when a woman <laughs> has mommy issues and is abandoned by their mother, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? You're such a this, you're such a that, you're not a girl's girl, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she, she also pretty successful too. Mm -hmm. Like, but all that success, all the fame, all the, no matter, you know, with like a successful relationship, if she goes on to have kids or not, that doesn't replace anything that, that hurt in her heart from her mom. Mm -hmm. And I, and how it manifests itself. She says she's in therapy. I hope, I, you know, I hope she is. The other thing that I just found weird about Danielle's internet and was the uh, internet attitude is that interview that she did. I don't know if it was with Gibson or Bryson, but she said like, Lindsay knows that me and Robert broke up and you haven't reached out to me. I was like, Danielle, what after even after this like the shit i've seen right now you guys aren't talking and not only you're not talking you're kind of going on a tour of like fuck Lindsay right now and you guys will see and blah 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 why would she reach out to you yeah that doesn't make any sense i wouldn't reach out to you either yeah she's it's doing that i think that i think that what's this is what I've heard that what's coming, like what she's saying that's going to be so bad is that Carl is going to do this whole proposal thing and not include her. But it doesn't feel organic. It doesn't feel like she wants to, you know what I mean? It doesn't be a part of it. Yeah. So it's kind of like she's testing a friendship and, and what, what there was a thing my therapist, an old therapist said, and it was like, um, when you, go, when you go through a boyfriend's phone that you think is cheating, mm -hmm. it's like betting you're going to win, but you're going to win like a really bad prize or yeah. something. It's like, it's like, she's, she's creating a divide between them. And then she's waiting for them to fail this test. It's like, well, you know, they're not going to, you know, Lindsay's not going to do that because you're not in a good place. So it's like, yeah. of course she's going to fail that test, but you're setting yourself up for that disappointment. And Lindsay's and not she's like adding it proposal. to her list. Lindsay's not planning it, yeah. her proposal. I also, the it's funny because that you say that because the friend that I, you know, it had the eventual friend breakup with, I heard after the fact that after everything went down, people were telling me things after the fact. And they were like, well, you know, she wasn't happy about the proposal. And I was like, my proposal? And they were like, yeah, she said that she deserved to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, she, my husband proposed and then, um, we, he had a like surprise party at a bar at our friend's bar afterwards. And she was there. Oh, but I was like, 
wait, you mean like at the actual proposal? And like my husband had like set up all of this stuff, like bought the tickets for me and my other friend that helped him out. And like, I guess it was like, like this is again, I don't know because all of this happened afterwards after the whole blowout happened. But I was just like, and like, I had other friends that were like, we could make arguments to why we should have been there too, but we didn't because it's not about us. There's a lot of like centering. And I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. One of the things that I got told once I got engaged and even once my relationship started getting more serious was you are going to see some of your friends in a different light. And like, for me, I was like, absolutely not. Like my friends and I have been all my friend group, my bridal party, even with the friendship breakup girl included, we had all been through so much together. I was like, I mean, I know everything that could be coming. I was like, no. I mean, it was like a shock to my system, wow. everything that went down. And I felt like I see some of the same signs in Danielle, because even when she was talking to Robert and was like, so we agree mortgage before marriage. I don't, I said this on um, Cara Berry's podcast, everybody's business, but mine. I feel like now we're in a time where it's like us as women, we're like, we don't need to get married. We can do whatever the fuck we want. But on the inside, because of the patriarchy and everything, there still is this like internal struggle. Like, well, what if I want to do it? And what if I blah, 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 blah. And if it's a no, you don't want to do it. You're still searching for something like, okay. And for me, I felt like the thing with my friend also was like, she was like, well, I'm about to buy a house. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I, I don't want to buy a house. You know what I mean? What, like, that's not something I aspire to do right now, but I was, I felt like I was like, okay, you want to buy a house girl? Like, absolutely do, do what you do. I'm, I'm getting married. I don't think that it's anything, but I saw that same thing with Danielle. And I don't know what the competition is because with a marriage can come a divorce and with a house can come a sold house, like a selling a house. So mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where I feel like people think that they don't want something and they kind of stand on a high horse of like, oh, I don't need to do this. Yes. They get feel. like, they over, they like overcorrect, overcompensate. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And I don't think, I personally don't think that comes from jealousy. I just think that it comes from wanting something. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know what I mean? I don't think that's necessarily jealousy. It's a I protection it's, method. Yeah. It feel like, it, you know, sometimes, and I just think that in, in life, sometimes you're not always going to be on the same page as your friends. Sometimes you're going to be, you, your friend's going to have a lot going on and you're not going to have a lot, have a lot going on. You know what I mean? It can't all be happening all the times, so even though Sheena totally. Shea says it can be. <laughs> no, I think that's a fair thing even to say about like when she wanted uh, Lindsay to go out to Montauk. You know, I thought my read on it was that she literally was like, why are you just like so attached to Carl? Like that was my mm -hmm. initial read on it. But then there was a comment she made to someone. Because uh, someone wrote, uh, I cannot believe you told Lindsay you liked her better when she was drinking all the time. She's made a choice to change for the man she loves. Don't be jealous. She responded, oh my God, not jealous, LOL. I care more about time spent. I'd never want her to drink because of me if she doesn't want to. I'm just looking for my girl to be there for me when I want to go to Montauk, you know, where my boyfriend is and where we've spent countless amazing nights at. I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, but you're saying your boyfriend's there. So mm -hmm. like, you want her to go with you to see your boyfriend? Like, what if yeah. I... And then I, when I had Morgan on, she mentioned that Dan, uh, Lindsay said something when she did an Entertainment Tonight interview. Like, Danielle doesn't want to go out with me like on a Sunday afternoon. She wants mm -hmm. me to go with her at 2 a.m. to Montauk. And it's like, I'm down to hang out, but like, 
why does it have to be at two in the morning to go to Montauk? Like, exactly. So there are these pieces that I was missing in this mm -hmm. in this equation where I'm like, okay, that's that is different, Danielle. Like, I don't want to go to damn Montauk, and that's the only time you want to hang out. That that's what I picked up on as well. I was like, because Lindsay said one key thing this this past episode. She said. Why does Danielle never come to the city? She was like, she wants to- Danielle doesn't someone. come to the city. Yeah, she was like, why doesn't she come to the city during the week? And then I was like, I like said this on Twitter and I started like a mini argument and I was like, fuck. I, I said, wait a minute, does Danielle not live in the city? And somebody was like, she does. And I was like, yeah, because they have that apartment, right? And then somebody else commented and was like, she was staying in Montauk with Robert over the summer um, because that's where he spent all this time. And then I was like, I remember from her stories, I was like, oh, she was in Montauk like the whole time last summer. If she wasn't filming, it seemed like just from what I saw in her stories. And of course, somebody was like, she lives in the city too. I was like, guys, both of you are right. Mm -hmm. But the, my point is, yeah, she's she stays in the Hamptons area Montauk for because Robert is there. Yeah. And as we saw when they on the show, they went back to their house and all of their groceries were spoiled and their plants, they had to water their plants and things like that. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That is a point. Something I've dealt with also. Like I, I have legit had a, some a friend get mad at me because I don't want to go out. Oh, really? Like yeah. it's been a minute since I've had that happen. I I just don't understand. And I feel like maybe for me, since I'm I just turned 31, I used to have this huge party past. There are times, sometimes, like me and my best friend were just talking about this when I was back in St. Louis last week. Like, we used to, from Friday at like four o'clock to fucking Sunday night, like we would be out in the streets in the club. And it was undoubtedly the best times of our lives. Totally. We are both married now. We love our husbands. We both still go out and like the husbands are like, y'all stay out. We're going home. <laughs> like we both still go out, but we were like, it's just not what it is. Like it, I wouldn't trade those times for anything, but sometimes you get nostalgic, like real nostalgia. And you're like, God, like, I just wish I could go back, but you can't. And I feel like with Danielle, she doesn't realize, I don't think she realizes in like when she's in it at this summer, what we're seeing that her and Robert are at the beginning of the end. Maybe. Totally. Totally. I don't think that she realizes that. I mean, maybe it's not even the beginning of the end because last summer at the reunion, like Sierra, even Maya chimed in was like, Danielle, you guys did break up. Like, what are you talking about? She was like, no, we did it. No, we did it. No, I never broke up with them. They were like, well, bitch, that's what he came in and told us. And he said, bye to everyone. Mm -hmm. And she tried mm -hmm. to glaze right over that. Mm -hmm. And I would not have caught that if I didn't have to go back to last, last reunion and catch a receipt. And I was like, oh shit. But yeah, you know, she, she hints at these things and hindsight is 2020. And it's just like, you know, you wish you could see these things when you're in it, but sometimes you can't. And that's the yeah. sad part about some of it. Like, okay, I wish I had a highlight reel of my life. My thing with Danielle is like, honey, you do. Yeah, she's doing that thing where she's like telling herself she kind of likes that she doesn't have to see Robert all the time and can go out and party. Like you could go out and party all the time too, Lindsay. And that's what that's what real relationships are. And that's what that's what real independence is, even in a relationship. I'm like, but deep down you do wish you could see Robert more and often and have more of a traditional relationship everybody's relationship and robert doesn't look good by the way robert looks not good i've worked with plenty of chefs and i can spot i'm like oh shit you are doing drugs 
Thank you. Emily, I did not like, okay. I tweeted, oh wow. Robert's really amped up that last weekend when he came in the house with that 1942 bottle in his hand, like, and did that like kick in the air and was like, whoa, I was like, oh yeah. I spotted that. I, and when he went to bed at four in the morning, it was supposed to be up at seven. And then instead woke up at nine and then rushed out the door. I was like, oh God, I get it. I know what's happening. Like, and then you're going to get to work and try to keep yourself awake. And that's just, it's like, and you can never catch up. That's the hard thing. When you You work those type of hours, you just accept that you're never going to catch up. You're You're always going to be behind. Like when he Uh got into work, he was already so behind. He probably didn't get an order in. I don't Mm -hmm. know, but like, it's just like, so yeah, you, you struggle and that's why mm-hmm. most chefs don't have relationships until they, un, until they can like own a place and like mm-hmm. sit back and have a team. And they still don't do well. I let you and I know, because we have both, you know, service industry, industry veterans, I would not date a chef. I've definitely hooked up with a few. Um, I would not date a chef because of their attitudes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't deal with that chef attitude of like the fucking, like, you're an asshole. You could even see when he was cleaning out the fridge. Yes. Oh, when he was talking to her when cleaning out the fridge, he was like, I "I do this for a living. And I I said, There it is. That that chef fucking attitude. Don't talk to me crazy. I don't know how many head chefs I've gotten into it with about like just talk literally talking to me crazy at my last job that I well one of my last jobs as a manager I literally like the chef spoke I was the only female manager he spoke to me so bad the men were like yo and I didn't say like I didn't do anything I was just like of course not I'm running my expo line how I need to run it and like yes it's your expo line too but and we can come to a an agreement but I'm doing it how you wanted me to do it of course and he, he- <laughs> ended up telling me to shut the fuck up oh, and I was like did. I just sat there I'm like okay I'm like customer first customer first customer first customer mm-hmm. first I'm like guest experience guest experience and I did not say a fucking word I'll never forget I sent an email out to the whole management team I said we're gonna have a meeting and mm-hmm. I as the only female manager in this bitch have some things to say I told him all. I said, you will not fucking talk to me like that. I'm not in the business of letting anybody talk to me like that, but especially not a fucking white man. You got me fucked up. And he was literally like, I mean, what? I, like the apology, like they told him the, the GM and the RM like were like, no, you have to apologize to her. And um, he pulled me aside because he did it in front of everybody too. Like he said it in front of everybody. So they were like, you need to apologize to her in front of everybody. I said, no, he doesn't. I said, he can just be me and you. And he literally was like, I mean, things happen and we get heated and I'm always, sorry. Always, always. And I just always. looked at him. He goes, you're kind of looking at me like I'm full of shit. I said, is that how you perceive it? <laughs> and he, it was just like dead silence. And he goes, well, where do I go from here? I said, I go off of change behavior, not a fucking apology. I said, so I'm taking your apology at face value right now. And we'll see how it is next time we're on the expo line together. <laughs> Period. But Did I Did it change? I, a little bit. Yeah. I, by the end, I, he was like, he, he had, we, he had a lot of respect for me and everything, but I was just like, why do you have to talk to people like that for them? to? And then I have to do this whole thing again, your respect. I also am wondering about Robert's role in, because he's in Aspen. He's in, I'm like, are you a kitchen manager? Like, are you a regional I, manager? I, I agree. You, are you a corporate chef? There's so many things that he could be. I was explaining that to Kara. I said, there's so many things that he could be. I obviously see that he's not a line cook. Yeah. But I'm like, are you getting a, are you trying to get a Michelin star? 
Like, what's going on? Yeah. I, I don't know. I also he, thought it was ludicrous that she wanted to spend time with him and was like, yeah, you should cook for everyone. I was like, dude, let the man not have to cook for everyone. That was a big feast he had to put together. It it was. It's very weird, that whole dynamic, because I, at one point I'm like, does Robert just enjoy doing this or does he like? Yeah. And one thing I, I found myself on Robert's Instagram just looking. The other thing I can tell, and I think that might be, irritating Danielle and I have no nothing to like support this I think Robert really really likes Carl and Lindsay and he okay. since they've broken up and everything is separate like he's just like I mean those are my friends da 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 because oh. he posted a picture of him and Carl on Instagram recently that episode yeah two weeks ago when that episode was oh, coming shit. out yeah and it like the caption it was like my man and him and Carl were like yeah dude love you bro like all this stuff. And I said, oh, that would piss me off. I get it. I get it. That would piss me off. But like, I feel like it's, it's, there's some re some misdirected anger. Okay. Yeah. It says it's him and Carl from March 27th. So last week. And it said a chef quote, a chef is only as good as his Sue. And it's him and Carl. Wow. Yeah. And wow. like Luke is on it, like the boys, da 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 da. So I can okay. Only so this imagine. is this has been oh shit. Yeah, I can only okay. imagine that you know, not the happiest. Okay, wow. I die, and again, that I don't blame. But it just there seems to be a lot of misdirected anger, and I found it interesting that I feel like Lindsay is trying to go out of her way to not rock the boat because she realizes that this is her best friend. When she was talking to Sam and Gabby, she was like, "I don't want to like." shake mm -hmm. the table or anything mm -hmm. she was like but i do like would like some feedback on like the whole me and danielle thing danielle is like Paige and sierra well, oh my god you like she wants that was... to be validated so badly okay so here's hear me out on this i'm thinking that part part partly to blame is producing mm -hmm. producers are not like getting that this is not what we would want because you can producers in a way not mm -hmm. completely but in a way they can manipulate story yeah. and because they're the ones communicating between everybody mm -hmm. and it's almost like they're misunderstanding what we like and they're like oh this would be good drama we'll like kind of encourage this rift to keep going because i'm just confused as to a how kyle isn't already apologize has he not how has he not apologized to Lindsay? how do and we still understand what that issue is the whole kyle carl Lindsay situation was very poorly resolved and i was talking to a producer friend of mine who thinks that the field team isn't communicating properly with the post team mm. because the way they're telling story is i'm like what are we missing because i'm yeah. not getting it mm -hmm. but it's like the direction they're taking the Lindsay and Danielle argument, it just seems like they want them to get off. They want them to be not on the right, on the right page, but that just doesn't feel like it just feel like they don't have a pulse on what we, what the audience wants. No. And listen, I said this to, I can't, I can't remember where I said it I, on a live. I think, I think that the, the issue with Bravo right now, and this can go for a summer house, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Potomac, almost, almost all of the franchises, they are getting to these things, addressing some of these issues, and it's too late. It's too late. If you ask me personally, Amanda and Kyle 
and Lindsay and Carl should kind of be rotating cast members at this point. They should be rotating cast members at this point, but by now, um, because Carl is, or sorry, Kyle is 40 years old. Literally. He still behaves like he's 25, but he is 40 years old. Amanda and him have been vocal about wanting to have children. Where, where is the story going is what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. And these, a lot of these reality TV stars are forgetting that we have reunions to have resolve and move on, actually move on. I can't stand when we keep to our alliances, like Paige, Sierra and Amanda are in an alliance. I'm sorry. Like they just are. I'm not saying that they're not real friends. Yeah. I'm saying they're in an alliance. And I think us as cat, as the viewers kind of are responsible for the attitude that Amanda has now. And it starts with that Hannah season mm. because, and I, don't get me wrong. Hannah Burner was a nightmare. Okay. Oh, she, yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't think she was right, but we have the tendency as audience to like ride so hard on yeah. when somebody is right in a situation and we yeah. form an opinion on them that it's like, okay, but that's a situation. That doesn't mean they're right all the time. Amanda got so much validation that COVID season God, when, uh, when Hannah was acting a fucking fool because Hannah was acting a fool. She handed it to her as well. Don't get me wrong, but like she, I think we built that monster. I think we did. And then she is... In Amanda seems like she's incapable of accepting any type of responsibility. Dude, seriously, she's always the victim. Yeah, and it, always like, you're just because your voice is a little bit more high pitched doesn't mean that you are the nice person. Oh God, it just, I, really I just like it, it's so frustrating to watch. Her vocal fry is really out of control this season too. I don't even notice it because like. She the, talks like this. I would not even miss this weekend because like, uh, I was like, well, I can need you to come out of it. It's a la- fake way to talk. Yeah. And the, the last thing I want to bring up is that Amanda fails to see that like she kind of does these dog whistles with the the viewers because we see her make up with Lindsay on the show. We even see her at BravoCon last year. Remember how hugged up they were? Like they were holding hands in pictures, all of these things. But then when she gets on Watch What Happens Live and she gets an interview, it's always, who do you not want to see back next year? Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Who's the rudest to um, fans? Lindsay. She never misses an opportunity. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm a toxic bitch. I read people's comments. I'll never forget. There was one. I can't remember what it was on. But somebody was like, yeah, Lindsay is rude. I went up to her and Carl at a lover boy um, meet and greet. And I said, we want a picture with just the Pittsburgh boy. And she had an attitude. And I said, that's a fucking that's rude also way. really rude. And I like, I was like, okay, typing. I was like, say this. I went through my mind. I said that in so many different ways, but I said, no, that's a rude way to approach somebody. That that's yeah. a rude way to approach somebody. And Amanda, what Amanda said was when caught off guard, Lindsay can be the rudest. I'll never forget when Schno- Snooki had to tell people, hey guys, please don't, when I see, when you see me in public, please don't run up to me. I am short. <laughs> I'm a little lady and, I, and I'm human. Please just don't run up to me because like, it's not going to be received well. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the same thing. Like 
I, I just like, I'm like, Amanda, you don't miss a moment to aim these shots at Lindsay. Right. And get her activated. So you're not, you're in the words of Lindsay, your side of the street ain't clean either, girl. Yeah. You know, and accusing and suggesting that Lindsay's the person that sent the shit to Dumois. That was bad. I said, Amanda, you're the one with the Dumois merch. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. Then, and it's Dumois. Anybody can send, as we're talking right now, I could send them something. Blind yeah. item, please don't put my name in this. Da, 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 da. And make it the juiciest thing ever. I will say, I think that the audience, Bravo audience in general, is like, feeding off of the scandal of it all right now because like what was it last week two weeks ago when people were like it's our kyle and sam like hooking up i said guys really this yeah. this is a crazy situation with scandal but everybody on each cast member isn't fucking somebody else totally like partner i just like now now we're all like everyone's kind of trying to get paranoid and do some conspiracy theories because they want to get ahead of it they want to exactly. be the first one to say it exactly and i just i've always felt that summer house editing is awful because we'll it's get so those bad things during the trailer and never see them again never see even even in like just an episode trailer like when they they show Paige being like yeah. and then Lindsay and carl's answers like oh the towels we didn't even see that we didn't even see it yeah she's like no bitch you don't like that he doesn't let you drink yeah i said and i'm like Paige, can you listen to the fucking words that come out of your mouth <laughs> Can like, you listen? Okay. Wow. It so should, at the end of you the said she should never drink again. You said that on Winter House. And now she's not drinking a lot and you're still mad. Not happy. Jesus Christ, you guys are so still not difficult. Happy. Okay. And like the whole like Chris and Cavalieri of it all, Paige, she, your, buzz, your boyfriend's not fucking Chris and Cavalieri anymore. You're fucking Andre. <laughs> like we have to move on. We mm -hmm. have to move on or yep. don't, but don't say that you did. Okay. Yeah. I saw that can't, Sam and Corey are dating now, which is still very weird to me. I don't mm. want to see him, but I I'm really, really enjoy it. I really enjoy Sam and Gabby. I Yes, I do. I, really I do, do too. Really the, enjoy. The last thing that I want to touch on is the relationship between Gabby and Sierra and a little bit Maya, because I don't understand from this last episode. I don't, I don't understand what Sierra wants from Gabby. Yeah, dude. Like you, she's like, I feel like you're surface level. I don't know you that well, Sierra. What do you want me to tell you about myself so that you think I'm deep? Especially if you're saying you haven't had one-on-one -on -one time. So, okay, you want me in a group setting to say a bunch of super deep personal shit so you deem me deep enough to go have one-on-one -on -one time with? Yeah. I don't know, understand how, how did you get to know pa Paige is like uh, admittedly not super deep and likes that she's kind of surface level and yeah. also it's kind of privilegy. And so is Hannah. Yeah. I'm confused. I don't understand. I Sierra is just like, I'm like, okay. And it's, you know, Gabby is coming to you honestly saying like, I feel like there's kind of a rift and I can tell and da da da. And Sierra's answering with these digs. Yeah, she's like, yeah, totally. I feel like you're surface level. I don't, I would never talk to somebody again if they spoke to me like that after I tried to resolve an issue. I'd be like, and All you right, come fine. across arrogant. I said, damn. I, those are insults. Know, they are insults. I would, I would be, if I were Gabby when I walked away from that table after that, I would be like, I don't need to know Sierra. I don't need to know. And unfortunately, we we're talking about Summer House where the majority of the cast is white for 
until Sierra came. Yeah. And, you know, I made the video that I made and somebody was like, a couple of people were like, they don't all have to get along. The white girls don't get along. I said, no, they don't. And that's my point. That's but the there point are conversations made, online. There are conversations online about, you know, why Gab Gabby being the issue and Gab Gabby's upbringing and being why they're not getting along. And it's like, no, sometimes people just don't see eye to eye. I think at the end of the day, as a black woman, yes, I would love to like have a sister circle like moment with other black women around, especially when we're in the minority, but that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen, but th there's this thing happening amongst the audience, the black people that watch the show and some of the white people that it's just like, Gabby is the issue. It's not about the party. It's not about the whether or not there was music or the, you know, the uh, alcohol being delivered. It's about the fact that Sierra's just not being very nice. Yeah. And by proxy, neither is Maya. But then I realized Maya went to Sierra. Had Maya not come to Sierra last year because that was the only person she felt comfortable enough yes. to come to because she was the only other Black woman in the room. Yes. And I don't think Maya and Sierra would be as close. Mm -hmm. like, I agree. I, I just, I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't think that they need to be close, but I don't like the sentiments of, I thought we were going to connect as black women, yeah. but she comes from privilege and this seems this, there is no connection there. There is no connection. So don't put them, don't, don't phrase it like that. It's poor phrasing. It, mm -hmm. it really is. I just, I thought that I, was out of nowhere too. It, yeah like, because oh, oh what <laughs> exactly and i've said before i'll say it again because you didn't like that the party was unorganized yeah <laughs> i would flip my fucking shit i wouldn't literally be like so because you feel like my party planning isn't a plus which the other thing driving me crazy about that is i said we haven't exactly seen all of these people plan a party Lindsay had somebody had a, a an event company come in last year and do it. I don't think I've ever seen any of you exactly plan a party from start to finish. I was going to say, Sierra is notorious for not really helping set up or clean. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Unless it has to do with Amanda, somebody she likes. I don't like, I just, I'm like these things we're going out of our way to be bitchy. It seems like, I, I don't know. Oh I, I really don't know. But let's go ahead and move on to Vanderpump and watch what happens live and all of the things. So first thing I want to touch on is the whole open secret of it all. That oh, What the fuck? What is, what is an open secret? Please don't say something like that and then don't expect that we're not like. Also, I think I'm like, who did you just tell on? Because I feel like what you just said was a lot of other people knew. Exactly. Weren't saying it because. Yeah. Uh, exactly mm. so you who else was just letting ariana look like an idiot somebody one of my listeners uh came into my dms and was like do you feel like sheena was in on the open secret and after watching this episode i kind of do oh 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 shit i kind of do <gasps> so do you think all this is an act it's very weird to me that sheena was all of the pushing onto Schwartz, it's too much. It's too much. We get why Sandoval was doing wow, it. Sheena got married so August 23rd. Schwartz told us yesterday, I found out about the one night stand in August, in, August. in late August. And what I saw at the wedding when they went into that table in the middle of the pool in that kiss was like, we're going to do this. So you know, no one's on your trails about X, Y, Z. And I just, 
I don't know. Something's not adding up. Something's not adding up. Uh, Lala's dumb ass said on a podcast, oh, I knew it. I, I had a clue, da, 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 da. And I'm like, and then she said, when she's asked like, okay, then why did you not say anything to Ariana? She says, well, we weren't that close. Okay, but now you're close enough to make merch and profit off of this? Lala is actually like driving me up the wall with this. Like, what do you, Lala, did you hear what you said? Did you hear it? I don't know. I just, I'm interested to know who the, what the, who's in like entailed on the open secret part. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Ariana was in on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, okay. So I, what I got from the kiss was Raquel wanted to make Tom jealous. Mm -hmm. So she went and did the kiss and Tom was just a drunk idiot and went along with it. I think my thought is that mm -hmm. he, they told, like he was told like right after the wedding. Mm. That's my vibe because I don't think Tom is able to execute anything without fucking it up. Schwartz? Yeah. That's the damn truth because I said it online. Whoever the fuck told him the word linear to use the word linear messed up. And he's like, he thinks he, it's almost like he thinks he's giving some, he thinks he's like covering. He's like, I got this. Don't worry. And little, and he's literally giving it away. Yeah. And it's like, you, no, no, Schwartz, you just told, you just said it. And he's like, yeah. I did. It's like, yes, you just did. So I feel like if they, if they had tasked him, mm -hmm. although, although, oh no, but after the wedding, after they kiss at the wedding again, that'll be the last time they kiss. Yeah. Because I feel like if they had tasked him with distraction, he'd be like, oh, this is to keep you from finding out about Tom. Right. I feel like he would have said it accidentally. But I don't know, because when they were at Brock's party okay. and he was like, that girl looks like Raquel, doesn't, doesn't, oh. doesn't she? And the girl looked nothing like Raquel. From nothing behind. like Raquel. And then the thing that I picked up on was the conversation amongst him and Tom Sandoval was he said, he kind of slid under the radar, but he said, Raquel's absolutely gorgeous. She really is. I just couldn't. Tom, who says Schwartz that? Said Schwartz? That. Schwartz yeah, says he that. said, I just couldn't. And I said- you just, but you said you couldn't. And for me, when they were talking about, no one made this thing. Yeah, no, it wasn't a thing. Was it a thing? No, it wasn't a thing. Katie made it a thing. Katie I said, made no, it a thing. Katie didn't make it a thing. I think you three made it a thing. You, Sandoval, Schwartz, and Raquel. I said, I think you guys made a thing. I can see where, where you're coming from too. Okay. It's just, it's such a fucking conundrum. And like, that is like a real sick and twisted thing. Like, Either way, it's sick and twisted. It but is. like for Schwartz to to use Katie's thing that she said that would hurt her and still go, I don't care. I'm trying to cover for Tom. That I is another layer of like, get this damn fly out of my way. That is another layer of absolute abhorrent, awful. There's no word for it. I believe it though, because this is like, this is so, so bad. And I feel like Tom Sandoval started trying to drop Easter eggs too, because he was like, oh yeah, man, me and me and Ariana check out girls all the time too. And, oh, yeah. and, guys, and guys sometimes. And I was like, 
Also, when Tom said that, when Tom said that Schwartz is out of practice, he never thought he'd have to be hitting on other girls. I'm like, why are you so in practice? Mm -hmm. You also have been in a long-term relationship. And I want everybody to know, it doesn't matter if they've had threesomes, if they've had, first of all, open, even if they were in an open relationship, an open relationship doesn't mean that you carry on an affair. An open relationship means that you and your partner have an understanding and Uh as the primary relationship, you, you talk to each other. Yes. Ariana did. And I'm sure when, if open relationship was a thing and you know, if whatever it was, if again, I'm sure she didn't mean Raquel. I'm sure she didn't mean Raquel. And again, when it comes to threesomes, that's just a, um, like not a one-time thing, but that's an in the moment thing. Again, rules and regulations. You set the rules up with those things. Yeah. And if it, it is the person in the relationship's job to follow those rules and the Uh person, the other person is a friend, you like respect the boundaries. It doesn't matter if they were doing those things or not. And that's, what's driving me crazy about people. And it's probably people in middle America that couldn't even imagine having a fucking threesome or an open relationship Mm -hmm. i'm just like i don't think it y'all understand like grasp how it works thank you i hate that people keep being like well did you hear that they had a threesome i'm like even if they did that means nothing yeah i've partaken in threesomes before and i didn't go sleep with the other either one of the other parties yeah by like like, and that's because that then that would be the betrayal exactly i'm like so so Hello? that means, like, oh, well, then Ariana was asking for it. No, Ariana, like, what's like, so okay, guys? That's just limited, limited thinking. Thank you very much. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's just salacious to even drop that. Yeah. And then even Peter, I guess, was on Kristen's podcast and said that when the first episode aired and it was shown that they were second episode and showed that they went on a date, Tom Sandoval texted him and was like, dude, did you sleep with Raquel after that date? It's like sad face emoji, crying emoji. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> texted him after the first or second episode aired whatever the episode that was and, and he, at that point no one knew Mm-mm. <gasps> Mm-mm. and with a sad emoji like crying telling, emoji telling mm-hmm. on yourself oh yeah what oh yeah people are pulling like all types of they're pulling receipts from like sheena's vlogs that like in the background you can see yeah. i just like even if raquel this Sandoval thing wouldn't happen. She doesn't read well to me. Thank on, you. Like, like it's not, it's not landing. Like the whole, like she operates as a girl who's still in college in her sorority. And like, that's what she's doing. But the thing that I found interesting as the reason I think like may, I'm starting to think maybe Sheena had a clue was because Sheena did a podcast episode where she said that when she let Raquel move in with her and stay in their guest bedroom for a little bit, mm-hmm. Raquel had sex in her bed. Yeah, I know. And then on the counter. Yeah. And I was like, you, so she was, Raquel was doing these things. Like Raquel was doing these things to you before you even knew about this. And you still were like, I'm not saying you cut her out. I mean, if you had sex in my bed and I have opened up my home to give and gave you a room and a bed, I would not be happy. We no. definitely wouldn't be fucking tired. You have your own bed. Yeah. I, I, there's just every, all of the cast are like letting out these Easter eggs of like things that happened that we didn't see. And I'm like, some of y'all are low key telling on yourselves. Yeah. Some of y'all are low key telling on yourselves. I, my heart breaks for Katie. I never thought in a thousand years that I would be so, so, so on Katie's side the about same. something. 
because I don't, I like, we watch these shows and we know how to look at it. Like, okay, I'm looking at this now. I'm not looking at season one, season two, season three, Katie. I know she has her moments. I'm not dumb. I've been a diehard fan of the show for a long time, but this is bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. it hurts my heart because we, the viewers knew that Tom wasn't shit. We're not in love with him. Tom Mm -hmm. Schwartz. We weren't in love with him. He was not our Bubba. Okay. Yeah, dude. Like she has to gripe with this. Like she said it, he didn't like me that much. He may have loved me. He didn't like me that much. He was not a good partner, but she loved him. That hurts. Like that fucking hurts. And when he came up to her and was like, Oh, Katie used to trim my armpit hair for me. I felt a rage so deep in my fucking Girl. body. <laughs> I was like, I would start throwing things. Now Sheena's party would be ruined because I- Now Sheena's be, party would be ruined. Now it would, if not really would be because I would have thrown the entire fucking bread basket at him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're over there talking shit about me to those people. You can't even enjoy the house selling dinner that we had without blaming me for everything. And Katie said, this was a production thing. I would be so fucking activated yeah, if I yeah. were her too, because you know, you know, you know, production said I have to fucking be here. Like, get mm-hmm. get real, get real. And so, like, what do we? What do would you expect me to do? Go stay at a different resort, mm-hmm. get made up, dressed, whatever, and like haul my ass over here to like what? Like sit in a restaurant or uh, like what are you guys talking about? Yeah, no. And I'm sorry, Sheena needs to let go of that first wedding. She needs to let go of everything that went into that first wedding. Because first things first, Stassi and Christina Kelly said that you looked like whatever they said she looked like. The comment was insensitive. We're not shocked. It was Stassi who said it. I didn't know Sheena was half Mexican. I didn't either. Are Are both of those her parents or does she have a different dad? I think that's a different dad. But I think that, I think that's her stepdad. Okay, and that's her sister's dad. Because now that I've I've always thought that Sheena was like she. I'm not shocked that she's part Mexican, but I'm like Sheena, you just opened another can of worms. Because why have you never told us that? I was gonna say you never mentioned that you're half Mexican, not one time. And that In was you all of these Shea. years. Yeah, you married Shay how long ago? And now that. Wild. You know, Stassi's been fired, rightfully so, for what she was fired for. And, you know, Christina Kelly is here and everything. You want to bring that up. I'm like, it was a rude comment to say. There's no, there's no arguing that whatsoever. But like, even with that reference of like her being in the closet, being like, I'm not balanced. I'm not balanced. I'm like, you, in your mind, like you, this really is your makeup wedding, isn't it? Oh, no, it is. It is. But that's also like she's been wanting to have one of these since Mm -hmm. she divorced Shay Mm -hmm. because then after Shay was Rob and she's like, I actually never really wanted to be with Shay. I want to be with Rob. And Lisa Vanderpump was like, don't say that. Like, you can't say that. We're filming. You have a camera right there. You okay? And then after Rob, it was never really Rob. It was Adam. And then after and then like she's slowly but surely tried to find her way to this very moment. Uh, And with Brock of all people, but whatever. I don't, I don't, it's this for me, knowing that it was a production, 
um, that said like, no, Katie, it needs to be there. She's going to stay in the room, like da, 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 da. All of this extra stuff of Sheena being like, I don't want Katie in the restaurant. Oh my God, why is she here? Da, da, da. Sheena, you should literally just probably go like try and stunt even harder. Like Agreed. you have so, you have friends there, family there. Everybody's there for you. And these are Katie's friends as well. And they're over here with you. So this is the problem with Sheena. She it can't is. do that. Like Sheena wants to be a Stassi, but she can't be a Stassi. Cause if that was Stassi, as much as I hate to give Stassi credit, mm -hmm. Stassi would have been like, whatever, bitch. But yeah, Sheena, she Sheena always goes to the wrong. She goes the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, like, she, Sheena, she you could have totally just owned this. You got your whole world there, girl. She she does. Crazy. It's like your, your kids there, that. your your mom's there, your dad's there. All of these people are there for you. Half of them being the fucking friends that you share with Katie, and they're yes. still over here with yeah, you. With you. <laughs> so why are you talking about Katie? And I just think it adds salt to the wound because, like, no matter how which way you put it, it's gonna look like Katie's being uh, Katie's the lame ass. Yes, because she's over there. Like same thing, same way I felt about Raquel and the whole lights and the bullying. I don't. I yes. think no matter which way that was edited, it's three people talking about one person, and exactly. she's like, you know what I mean. And I think that Raquel set it up that way. I think Raquel set it up wanting to come in and be the bullied this season. She wanted to portray it's a, that. She, it's an easy thing for her to pull off. Mm -hmm. Totally, it yeah. is, especially with somebody like Katie, because Katie will hand it to you right there in a platter. La la too. Yeah, oh, yes. like, La -la oh, you too. want it? I'll give it to you. I have no shame. I have no self-awareness of that. And I will not apologize because mm -hmm. as she says, words are just words. I'm like, I need you to stop saying no, that. They're words not. are actually very powerful and yeah. have made people, you know, do a lot of things to themselves because it, they hurt. So shut up. She's an asshole. Like, Lala is too much, honestly. She's, she's like, she's asshole. made it all about herself. She keeps saying she's over it, but then she hops online after Watch What Happens Live to like respond to Schwartz. And I'm like, you can just sit some out. You can just oh, God. sit well, some out. We're atomic wedging his ass. Listen, I don't, I don't doubt that t people are saying wild things to Tom Sandoval. Yeah, same. But... <laughs> He's going to have to accept it. <laughs> I don't agree with death threats, but I will say this. That whole, he was in St. Louis last week and people, he oh, couldn't yeah. even be out. You mentioned My that. My friends saw him. My multiple friends saw him. Tom, I'm sure somebody said something ignorant. Tom still seemingly had a great time from what I saw. Yeah. So don't. This was, this was like, she, Sel just told me this, like, not even trying to be like, ooh, gossipy. Mm -hmm. She said, she's like, he looks like he's fully enjoying the attention. Yeah. He, he was he posing no, for she pictures had no, people. She had no reason to tell me that, like, she would have told me the truth, but her, her account of the story is not that he was like, stop, guys. No. Stop it. Like, no. so. He Sandoval's like, just lying to you, Schwartz. Again, like, hiding in plain sight also, because. My one friend, like someone saw him and he was like, had his hat so far down on his face in like a purposeful manner that I was like, Come yeah, the fuck on. And he's we I'm want not to look at you now. And I'm not saying Tom is from Chesterfield. Okay. If Tom was going home to like see his family and really wanted to lay low, he would have stayed in Chesterfield. For those of you who don't know, Chesterfield is a good fucking like 35 minute drive from downtown St. Louis. He was there for opening day. And even if he wanted to go to opening day, there are places that Tom could have gone to make sure that he was like not seen. He went right to the places that he knew he was going to be seen. 
that he knew he was going to be recognized. He went to the undoubtedly one of the (sighs) most popular places, like the whole list is where, like, I know that people that I know he was seen, um, went to the number one places, you know, I understand wanting to go to the game. He can get himself a box. Like he can, there are things that he could do. He, he didn't do it. That's annoying. Again, I don't think anybody should be threatening to kill him or anything like that, but Tom also does love the attention. So let's not get it twisted. See, cause like, like I said, you can just, you know, stay low, order room service, not go anywhere. Just, mm-hmm. but if you, even just going to a restaurant, yeah, like even not even a popular one, but like a restaurant, you're asking for attention. An opening day in St. Louis is the, one of the biggest, biggest events. I don't think people understand, fully understand, well, Bravo fans anyway, how big of a baseball city St. Louis is. We love the fucking Cardinals. And don't get me wrong. I've seen, I've worked plenty of opening days. I've seen Tom Sandoval a lot on opening day. He does, it seems like he does make it a point to come home on opening day, but it's a little different this year because, you know, everything that's going on. And again, he still could have enjoyed the game, but he was bouncing around to all the late night spots, all of the places that where people go who want to be seen in St. Louis. Just get over yourself, Tom. And I'm I'm 31. When I went there in St. Louis, like almost a month ago, I was like, in some of these places I used to fucking work. I was like, oh my God, I feel old. Oh my, I was like, oh my God, I feel old. I don't know how the fuck he didn't feel old in that bitch. Oh, he is shameless. And some well, of I feel places. like now, I feel like now he, he looks just like a groomer to me. He, he looks like he is just on the prowl because that whole manipulative controlly thing has now evolved into groomer guy. And yeah, he's 40. Yeah, dude. It's so he's like, he wants the young younger skewed venues because he's just like yeah they because who else is gonna fall for his bullshit anyone older is like you do what you you you're in a oh god because i saw his show and i mean my sister and i we yes why i thought i thought i told you this so for christmas my sister-in-law got my sister her and my brother-in-law all tickets to go see his show as like a gag right like we're like we have to go see his show because he performs right obviously we're in la so he Mm -hmm. performs at um what's it called it's where they went it's where they had the show on it's where they performed. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, and they show like when, where, when James met Allie, I was there. I was at that show. So I oh, watched, I watched her like thirsty as hell trying to like get his attention. Yes. So my first, my impression of her was like, who's this thirsty chick trying to get James's attention? Like I watched the whole thing go down. But um, the show is, oh, okay. You get camp. Don't get me wrong. The thing starts and it's like, oh my God, this is so Sandoval. Like it starts with him playing the trumpet. It's like a slow thing. But there's this, like the poor keyboardist was clearly like fresh out of music school, maybe had like high hopes for himself. And he's playing, I kept like zooming in on him. He's playing the keyboard and he's got this look on his face like, oh my God. And Tom is off key for the most part, but singing at the highest pitch he can. And this guy's face looks over a few times. Like I have it on video where he's just like, oh my God, this is bad. The set goes on for over two hours. 
two. And it's the weirdest set list. Like usually when you have a cover band, there's an element of like, there's like a theme, you know, like you kind of yeah. stick with it. It's like Lenny Kravitz, then like Jesse's girl. But as we know now, it's Schwartz's, Schwartz's mom, mom, which is, I was, we were, all of us were like, wait, Schwartz's mom. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't, it isn't funny. Um, but it goes, it's like song after song that just doesn't really track, but literally you're like, it's there. He has to be done, right? He has to be done. And we wanted to see DJ James Kennedy after, cause we knew he was performing after mm -hmm. otherwise, honestly, we would have left. We would have been like, we don't need to stick out around for the end of this. We get the gist because it's so off key that at first it's funny. Cause you're like, this mm -hmm. is funny. We can get into this, but it's like your ears start to bleed after a while. Cause you're like, bro, stop, like, stop. Oh, my then, friend. Oh, hold on, wait, let me, you have to hear this part. Then fucking James finally gets his turn to start DJing. And Tom comes out on the stage and tries to get involved in the performance he gets like a jacket and he tries to put it on James, but James is so pissed off that he had to wait that long that he pretends like it doesn't happen, just takes the jacket off, doesn't even look at Tom and just puts it on the ground. And then Tom has to like slink off the stage. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. That's oh my, my God. Yes. Terrible. Well, I, I was just gonna say my friend went, um, I think he went to St. Louis at like ballpark village or something and did a show. And she sent me a video and even this is before the scandal all of it all happened. And I said, why are you there? There is something so like cringy to me about cover bands. Maybe it's because I worked at fucking Tin Roof for so long. And all I heard and saw was very bad cover bands. And even when some of them were good, it was just like the same fucking like top 40 hits from 2000 to 1990. Um, I just like, and the fact that I know Sandoval can't sing, I, I know he can't sing and it's just so cringy. And like, y'all have heard me say it before. The fact that Ariana was still willing to be with him and support him through that cover band endeavor and the mustache. I, 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 I get so uncomfortable. Even Lenny, I love Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz could come into this room and start singing to me. And I would be like, no, please don't do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, same. Don't, don't, don't sing like, to me. I hate mm -hmm. being sung to. Do not make so eye I. contact with me while singing mm -mm. ever. Don't ever do that to me. <laughs> no, me neither. I can't do it. I, it makes me want to crawl no. on my fucking skin. I, like, it's just so like, oh. <laughs> I'm wondering where we go from here because as much as it's like, damn, this is crazy. Like what is Raquel coming back next year, next season? Is Ariana coming back next season? Which I fear that she won't mm. because I get it. I wouldn't either. Like I wouldn't film with him. I wouldn't. I know there's an element of trust that's broken between her and Schwartz that she's never going to get back. I, I get it. I love Ariana. I've always loved Ariana, but like, I'm just like, where the fuck do we go from here? Pia and I talked about this a little bit today. It's they can't film in the same structure mm -hmm. and format that they used to film like mm -hmm. this isn't going to be like a now we go on a cast trip now we have mm -hmm. a dinner now like it's it's going to have to be more like a documentary mm -hmm. where if where Raquel Tom and Tom you guys are your thing over here you guys mm -hmm. you film and we capture 
what you guys are going through. And then we capture this team over here and what they're going through, but it's Mm -hmm. not going to be like a forced thing where all of you have to film at an event together. And it's, it's like strip the whole thing down in a different way. Cause I do want, even though I hate them, I do want to see what this is going to look like. I, mm-hmm. I think they're trying to pick cameras up pretty quickly because they I do. do too. Yeah. And it makes sense. Cause like, yeah, no, we need to see what's happening right now. Um, and, but you can't, don't, you can't force them to put on cute outfits and do like a Mm-mm. theme party. No. Where, and it's like, is Tom going to come? It's like, no, no, don't do any of that. <laughs> this isn't like a normal feud between no. like Katie and Sheena. And we're this talking is, next level. Then this isn't even Kristen and Tom breaking up. It, this is a house was level, purchased. Guys. Like a, <laughs> this, we're not talking about the charter TV cable box anymore. Like <laughs> no green dress scene no. is happening. No, like this, this is a whole different level. And yeah. the fact that I love that Ariana's booking lifetime movies and stuff, that's huge. Love. love. I wouldn't I, I would if I were her, I'd be like, do I even fucking need to go back to that shit? Yeah. Like, do I even need to? Yeah. Because it's also about your mental health. I mean, in a in the real world, you would not be around your ex. And totally. the way that he's parading, uh, it's just that I know personally that I've heard with the house stuff, the way he's behaving with the yeah, house stuff, dude. it's gross. What a it's dick. So I think, though, the only reason I think she'd want to is for the money. Yeah. Cause it's such a nice paycheck and like mm-hmm. to lose that amount of income, especially since they are going to open up something about her and the PR and all that shit is so great. So like mm-hmm. the only reason I don't want any of them, I'm not, I'm not talking about the other right. losers, but I don't want like any of them not to come back that are on the good team is because mm-hmm. of the money. It's great, great money. And when you lose it, it's hard. And when you lose relevancy, it's hard. So mm-hmm. I, but uh, how do they film in that house? Like what a weird, like, how do you film Ariana? Like at home, Tom at home. I would lose <laughs> my fucking mind. I, I would lose my I'm fucking mind. fascinated how they're going to do it though, because this is now the on production. Like, how are you guys going to do it? Like, I know mm-hmm. you want to, and you're figuring it out, but like, that is what I am fascinated to see. Um, I, uh, Tom needs to go film with Raquel in her little apartment. I don't want to see them. But Ra- Raquel is not good reality TV. She's not. She's, she's terrible. She's not. Like she, she's when, terrible. I know she thought she was doing something with that. The Muppet. I was like. It gives me true. I feel anger in my stomach when I think about it. Oh my God. She wasn't even being funny. She wasn't even making them say funny things. No. She was making them say stupid things. And the producer were probably like, oh my God. It Are, it like it's so awkward to watch and it's uncomfortable. I've always personally found Raquel it. a bit uncomfortable. Yes. Um, but especially now that I'm seeing her without James. The one the one thing I want to say, because I know I have to let you go soon, about Allie. When Allie got up from that table and was like, I just like it's so uncomfortable to see him like that. I said, baby girl, you telling me you ain't never seen James Kennedy act like that, whether it was in your face or on your TV screen. Right. You have come on now like what did you expect was gonna happen he is so marked like he's gonna keep bringing in the fucking floozies and i don't even mean like floozy in like a bad way but like these girls obviously go out of their way to get with him and to get, get a on little... the show yep. like at least britney like we didn't have to see it <laughs> but i mean i feel the same way about britney 
You mean to tell me that you met Jackson Vegas one weekend while you had a boyfriend and then you went home, broke up with your boyfriend. And the next thing you know, you're fucking driving across country. I don't like, I, I didn't have a, I never was a fan of Britney. I wasn't like, I didn't have a problem with her until the end, but I was like, y'all, you telling me this girl don't want to be on this show. Please be for real. And, and acting like she, I had never even looked him up. Never even, mm -mm be for real like you you gotta be kidding me yeah. there's really nothing to go over from jersey this week i don't i, I don't <laughs> i struggled to i'm get a right TikTok there out of with it. you i'm right there with you we were promised a season i don't but what I, you, are know we, what are, you know what i'm realizing as this goes on i don't really fucking care about why <sighs> Teresa and joe and melissa aren't i'm like, at this, that point too we're done we're done it's over i don't care but they, you know what i don't think? talk anymore the way this the way this keeps going on, what I really think is that there's going to be a reconciliation. With I you. think the Gorgas are starting to realize that like we're we're going to be fucked if we can't be on this show. Oh. If they don't make up, if they don't make up, there we're not gonna. I don't think the Gorgas will be on the show anymore, and I, <sighs> I mean they need to. I want them off. I want someone off the show. I can't I do, do another fucking season. I don't even, I don't even want them to fake makeup though, because when they were fake made up, it was boring. I was like, you guys are pretending to like each other. And it's so uncomfortable. Louie is uncomfortable to me. Okay. Yes. And I'm, I'm done pretending like it's not alarming. It's weird. I'm done that pretending crying. because here's the thing. Let me just say this. This is textbook. Like how abuse starts uh -huh. he has love bombed her he uh -huh. has he's showing signs of triangulation where uh -huh. he says to her they don't get you they're wrong and then he says to them she doesn't get it she's uh -huh. wrong yep so it's the triangulation where he's at the center of it uh -huh. and he's the one who's <clears throat> right and the crying was a was like a performative thing it was the way he goes back and forth and we can't keep track of where what he feels. That's a thing, right? That's a thing. Yeah, it, it is. It's 120% a thing. When he was like, I called my sisters. I called my sisters. It just breaks my heart. I was like, fuck. And what? not only that, we didn't, I just know that Teresa is going to make excuses for a lot of this shit from the no-nos pajamas to how the audience has seen him switch on her. And she's going to be like, I mean, Louie is really trying to help me. And I just love them. And it's not weird at all. Like, uh-huh. And that she's going to answer us without not really answering us. And that's what she did with Joe. Yep. Judice too. Mm -hmm. We watched him verbally abuse the fuck out of her. Mm -hmm. And she just, no, like Joe is really good to me. Mm -hmm. Joe treats me great. So I'm worried that when Louie and her are married and it starts to get to that point where he's going to start verbally abusing her. We're going to be told it's totally fine, but we're going to be watching it clear as day right in mm -hmm. front of us. We kind of already are. Yeah, we, we are. We already watched the way he told her, like, can you shut up? And she's like, what? Like, <laughs> I thought we were a team. It's, it's sad to watch. And, you know, I think it, it all stems back to the parents because like she said, she said before, like my dad used to yell and scream and throw bread and stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's not okay. Yeah. And it, it really makes sense that Joe and Teresa are so similar. Oh God. Yeah. They come from the exact same mm -hmm. buttons and triggers. So they're oh, yeah. imitating the exact same personality traits. 
Mm-hmm. I did, the, here's the problem with when Louis was getting mad at her, I was kind of like, he is kind of right. <laughs> like he I was is. annoyed no, at myself because he, he was saying, but it's like you're go, you're just you're so different from where you what you were saying privately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I Jersey's not giving what I wanted it to give. No, it's not, and I don't like. I have nothing to say about Dolores admitting to be on a, being on Ozempic. I literally <laughs> said that on TikTok. I was like, guys, I don't have a foot in this race because I I've heard everybody. I know people who are yeah on it for struggling to find it yeah yeah on i know people that are on it for not diabetes but they were prescribed to it from their doctor for you know for other things to help other things and like people are like when people can't get it it's a problem i said i said that i don't have yeah i'm not knowledgeable to talk about it i don't either i i and like, I have like body image issues and, and disordered mm-hmm. eating. So I'm like, I'm the yeah. worst person to ask about it. Cause I'm Same. like, oh shit. I like, I would get on it like for the wrong reasons. Like I I'm don't... an asshole. Like I binge, I binge eat all the time. And I'm like, then I'm looking up like crash diet. So don't yeah. ask me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Emily, please tell the people where they can find you, even though they should already know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I am She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. I'm available on all the platforms. I'm also on YouTube and I have a Patreon if you would like ad-free content or if you want bonus content, I cover all the jams, like classic Bravo stuff over there. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Thank you for having me. Of course. And y'all already know where you can find me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast on TikTok at Who Asked Zell. Zell is S-E-L-L-E. Please don't forget to raise us five stars and review us um, on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And as always, if you are just so upset with anything that we've said today and you think that you're going to write a paragraph in those reviews, just ask yourself, do I have my own podcast where I say things and then people can attack me? And if the answer is no, then save it. All right. Bye guys.